Fingers. We are back. It is April 18th. We are recording this on. We are getting ready to talk about more of the NFL draft. Wide receivers and quarterbacks. It's the last two groups to talk about because then next week is our final mock draft. And then a few days later, it's the real thing. It's finally going to be here. The NFL draft 2022. It's coming. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about. Wide receiver, obviously, a big position of need uh, for the Detroit Lions. At least a lot of people think so uh, coming into this draft. So we will have plenty to talk about. And on the podcast here today is some of our Blue Kool-Aid drink crew. Uh, so we got UJ. Hello there, everybody. And Red Dog. Yo. All right, gentlemen. So uh, we're going to be breaking down the... Um, wide receiver group. I don't think it, I don't know if it matters too much, but just like the small amount of news, if any, uh, Lions are taking some visits from Malik Willis and uh, Kenny Pickett uh, coming in the building. Now, do I do either of us think <laughs> or any of us think that the Lions will actually be taking them? Uh, no, I I, d- I don't I don't feel that confident about it. There's some people out there strongly believe we should take. Uh, take uh Malik but and they make some decent arguments and I don't want it but I, I can't rule it out mm-hmm. uh I, I think they just have them in there uh just as well first of all they might as well <laughs> it doesn't hurt anything yeah. by having these people visit uh right and if anything maybe people think oh are the Lions looking for a quarterback I kind of like that guy I want to trade up to the number two pick for them <laughs> so right. it doesn't hurt anything to have these guys visit if anything they just like having these visits uh, to take notes on them because uh, maybe they run into them later down the line and they have those notes from their meetings uh, three years right. ago or something right. like that so absolutely and I feel like anything. Might as well I too. feel like if if Malik Willis was the guy he would be nowhere near Detroit <laughs> like. <laughs> They would be trying to pretend like he doesn't exist, and they'd have their mind made up on him. I don't think you pick someone like him at two if you're still doubting anything and bringing him in for visits later in the game, you know? I think it's more like the Lions trying to let other teams think they're looking for a quarterback. Yeah, that's exactly. That's, what, that's you know, what I was saying. The, okay. I was saying it from the other solid. side of it, like, but like as like just some, some to more another angle to the subterfuge, like it's bringing him in is like. uh I don't think they would be bringing him in if they were actually interested in him, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. And so they're bringing him in now as like, a, hey, look, we're talking to him. But maybe that's what it, the Lions want you to think. Maybe they want you to think that they weren't going to bring him yeah, in because be they the wanted to take him. Circle. But now they're bringing him in because they want people to think that they're not going to be taking him. But then they, we're confusing no, our listeners. Really we're confusing our listeners. All right. Let's move on now to wide receiver. About? They call that a quintuplet blind. Let's move on to wide receiver here. So, again, just a reminder, though, for the Lions, Lions fans, they, they've made signings this offseason at the wide receiver position. Obviously, Monroe St. Brown, but DJ Shark, one year, $10 million. Whoa. And the, the confounding Khalif Raymond uh, contract for two years for $9 million, Uh I find it confounding, at least. I know we had some arguments about it, but uh, nonetheless, he is back. Um, and then you have Trinity Benson, Quintez Cephas, Javon McKinley, uh, Josh Reynolds also signed. Uh, back and Tom Kennedy. So that if, if the Lions pick one here, um, it's adding to a you know kind of a a, a loaded depth chart. Like it, they're yeah. they're going to be battling right away. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, but yeah. at, at the very least, like the for sure's on the roster, it seems are St. Brown, Shark, 
uh, Reynolds, and then I, I would assume Raymond based on their signing. So that's why I said Rudd Dog before. Cephas, I think, is going to be battling like really. Everyone's going to be battling, though. That's the I thing. Think, yeah, I th- they're loading that roster, and the and and I think this is what you have to do for Jared Goff to be the guy you want him to be. You got to put the talent around him, so you're going to want to invest heavily in this position. And yeah, you're going to have to be a really damn good receiver to make this roster next year. Yeah. And I mean, we heard uh, what's his face say it like he wanted to draft two and sign two or what? You know, how many did he say? Like so, I mean, yeah, I think they're going to invest heavily in this position because golf just doesn't. It, it won't work if he doesn't have the talent around him. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So the Lions have you know one, two, three, four, five picks in the first ninety top ninety-seven in the draft. Uh, two and a third. Uh, two in the first and one in the second, then they they can go anywhere with a uh, wide receiver, probably except number two. Uh, I don't think anybody's really picking a, a wide receiver number two in this draft. It seems. No, um, but let's dive. I've seen a mock ones. there. I've seen the <laughs> what the dude from USC mock there, Drake London. Places. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. I don't like it either, but I've seen it. So uh, l- let's go down and break down these wide receivers. Uh, some of the ones that we really like here that we think the Lions could target probably in those first uh, three rounds. Then maybe maybe we could just get throw out a couple names that uh, maybe the Lions could target <laughs> later on. But you know, Brad Holmes' history of those third, fourth round wide receivers hit on another one with the Monroe St. Brown. It seems uh, did it with the Rams as yeah. well, though. Uh, so will the Lions be going a little higher with a wide receiver in this draft? I don't know. I guess time will tell. But uh, there, it's a pretty loaded uh, draft wide receiver draft class again. It's, it, this seems to just be a loaded position in the last few years in the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but uh, let's start with Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State because that's my well. Mm. Him, him, and Jamison Williams to me are like close one A one B for me in this draft. Uh, but Garrett Wilson five eleven one eighty three four three eight forty. Uh, I mean, this this guy has all the tools to be an elite wide receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Kind of in the mold of like a CD Lamb type wide receiver. Mm. Um, I'm curious if if you guys yeah. have any uh, opinions on him. Yeah, but, man, I like oh, how I, sudden I he is. Well, look he, at the last couple. Look what last year did for a couple of different teams. I mean, look at Cincinnati get uh, uh, Chase, Jamar Chase, and there you uh, go. he just t- helped turn that team around. And then the Dolphins, even though they didn't have a great year, mm-hmm. Waddle had a unbelievably yep. and, and i mean these guys made immediate impacts immediate are you so, seeing guys it, like that this year uh well see i just don't see us picking it too it, if we picked it two, one of these guys absolutely would impact our team but i just don't think uh for what this team needs too many other things mm-hmm. I, I just can't see us picking them. not a two i agree no i like but i like will wilson he's fast for he's sure. very sudden he can I, I i like how he can get off the line and just dust his cornerback coverage. And I could definitely see him being a game changer, maybe in the line of, I don't know if he's as good as Chase was coming out. I don't know if he's got that kind of level, but I could definitely see him being an impact player. Yeah, I don't think he has what, I don't think he has like the 50-50 skills that maybe Jamar Chase has, but. uh, Chase is so well put together. He's just like, he's, he's that, he's not the tallest guy, but he's just like built right. He's so fast. Yeah, but silky smooth. But man, Garrett Wilson, he he just really good, and that, I think Jameson Williams too here. Uh, oh yeah, both these guys Speed. just really good at getting Agreed. open. <laughs> they they get that separation that you just crave out of wide receivers, and I so think who Garrett do you Wilson take first? for what the Lions do. Is it Wilson? 
I, I think Wilson I would take first, but it's, I mean. But does yeah, it make it easier with the injury that uh, he's coming off I'm, of I'm, for Williams? I'm not factoring the injury even, honestly. That, that That's why I have Williams at, like, 1B. It's something to consider. If it was if it was anything but an ACL, I mean, these guys come back 100% or even better after ACL. They can, so, but that's never a know. guarantee either. Of course not. Jameson Williams, well, I mean, 6'1", 180. Uh, so, and 5'11", 5'11 and a half, 183 for Gary Wilson. So, pretty pretty yeah. close. Uh, Jameson Williams, a couple inches. I probably like uh, his shorter build a little bit because I feel like that Williams build is probably going to leave, leave him for injury. He's just so long and lanky. Like he, or unless you can put muscle on that frame. Uh, I just don't know. That looks like a frame that's going to get hurt in the league. That height with that weight. Yeah. I just think uh, Williams breaks uh, a few bigger plays overall just with the, the finishing speed that he has <laughs> when yeah. he catches the ball deep or runs over the middle than uh, Wilson does. That That's a slight difference, but I just think so Wilson Do we really know the difference? Do we have a comparison of actual speeds between the two? Because uh, we never got to see Williams run a 40, right? Or... Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, I don't have any I mean, on him. Williams. Four three eight is pretty damn good. <laughs> you know you're getting a real speedster. The fascinating, I'm not saying Williams isn't. The but. fascinating thing with me about Williams just his history is that he started off at Ohio State for two years and he couldn't break the depth, like he couldn't break the starting <laughs> rotation. So then he goes over to Alabama. Now he's probably going to be the first or second overall wide receiver pick behind wow. or in front of these white, uh, two other Ohio State wide receivers. Him and Olave. Yeah, a, cer- a certain quarterback did that a couple. That's of years crazy ago. how that happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy how yeah. talent just pools in these schools. Especially, I mean, Ohio State and wide receivers are like synonymous. They're, yeah. they're getting drafted in first round every year. Speaking of which, Insane. Olave. Yeah, I dude. like him. If he fell, I'd be definitely interested at thirty-two. I don't think he will. But I yeah. would like yeah. him. He's very smooth route runner. Uh, I think he 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 runs the risk of getting like jammed by tougher cornerbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He'll have to work on his release game, but. Uh, I mean, he has some real nice because uh, he ran fast too. Four three nine, yeah. Great route running. A lot of a lot of really nice things about him. Yeah, absolutely, and actually a better ten yard uh, burst than Garrett Wilson, which that's surprising based on. I was um I was listening to a uh, a, po- a podcast with a data analytics guy and like how he he, he worked with the Ravens for ten years and uh, he said something. You, you know, we always talk about the 10 yard with the defense alignment, but a lot of these scouts in the NFL look at the 10 yard for the wide receivers as like a bigger indicator than the 40 yard dash because it shows their burst to get off the line. Um, Short speed. Yep, exactly. Because that's pretty much where the battles won and lost, like in those first 10 yards, uh, especially for downfield point. passing. Uh, so um, that's why you always see those big receivers who can run really fast, never not necessarily catch on in the league because they take a while to get up to that speed and those after that first 10 yards right so almost a whole second uh or tenth of a second faster Olave was eight eight tenths of a second faster. well what did he run uh one four five ten yard and four three nine forty and then that's insane yeah (laughs) i know i just i'm sorry it it, just because it brought to mind that i know this is a segue and it's a side but that uh troy anderson ran a one four at 240 you're bringing troy anderson back i'm sorry but that's i mean he kind of bleeds over here he kind of did some of that stuff he probably i'm just sorry that's freakish probably all american and receiver too i think yeah yeah so maybe Mm -hmm. i'm sorry i just it that's freakish but all right but that's really good 
There's your trade. I'm just going to caution some folks, uh, you know, on draft night. I'm expecting uh, kind of a like the first 16 picks to not feature a lot of wide receivers, if any. But then 16 mm-hmm. through like 30 is where we're going to see like four or five of these guys go. And we're just yeah. going to be like, like, we're going to think halfway through the draft. Oh, do we got a <laughs> shot at one of these guys? And then nope, gone, gone, gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm excited for when the Packers uh, pass on one of these wide receivers. So, because uh, they're notorious for passing on receivers in the first round lately. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But do you guys think then 32? Do you feel that we need to get one there? Do you agree? I think we need one. Me do you too. want one there? Is that where you'd like to target? Or, I mean, we talked about the idea of how excited we'd be if we just went all defense there. Like, I mean, yeah, let's I'd look be... down the list here. So we got Drake London, um, six yeah. three, two twenty. So different height and uh, weight compared to all the other guys we talked about here. This is a super productive guy. Um, but uh, I mean, a lot of drops this past year. But also, he, <laughs> he was targeted like a hundred times in a short no, uh, amount of games. So yeah. he averaged eleven catches a game through eight games and then he uh, uh broke his ankle so uh i mean for for the, an eight game stretch though he was tied with michael crabtree for most catches and then a eight game span in college football history wow so he yeah, was I mean, on an what, absolute tear <laughs> yeah that's insane and people are saying he's like one of the best jump ballers like a 50 50 ball guys they've ever seen come out like he's got like he's been compared you know some of the greats in that category and he if he's showing that kind of skill, maybe he is worth it at two. I mean, if he's the next Calvin Johnson type of target, I don't think he is, but if if they see him that way. Yeah. But. I mean, everybody knew the ball was going to him, and he still caught all these passes. So I think that speaks and for something for sure. Uh, who doesn't want that? No no, <laughs> no uh, speed measurables on him uh, because of that ankle injury that he's uh, coming back from. So uh, similar to Jameson Williams in terms of that lack I- of information. Uh, but he was a big five range based on watching his film. Yeah. Big basketball guy uh, playing on USC's basketball team for a couple of years before just saying, you know, my money's in foot. My career's in football at this point. <laughs> uh, he was a, more of a bench guy, but a, a highly touted a basketball athlete in high school. Um, oh, that's a great. But uh, well, yeah, very interesting. I know you said Drake London. Somebody mocked him at two, which I think <clears> is uh, silly. Ridiculous. I That'd mean, be worse than Mike Williams going number 10 the lion <laughs> uh, yeah ugh, yeah oh my god memories there but uh what about l- charles rogers so two to us or what were we using he had like three <laughs> the next the next two wide receivers ahead kind of like in this upper you know first round type yeah. grades possibly are um Traylon burks yep and jahan dotson Yes, I yes, like him. I yes, want to talk absolutely. about him. So about these two guys. First of all, before we get just get into them a little bit, um, would you be okay with the Lions taking one of these guys at thirty-two or one or the other? Yes. Hmm. Or why? Why? Uh, I mean, talk about I, Burks. You want to talk about who wants to talk about Burks? You don't. You take Burks, UJ. I th- I think Burks is just a tr- tremendous receiver. I mean, he's a great. Uh, you know, 50-50 guy and all, and he just made all kinds of great plays. Listen, out of these top eight or nine guys, I mean, any one of these guys would be an upgrade to our team, get a number one type receiver, which we technically really don't have yet. But uh, it's it's tough, man. But at 32 or 34, 
I think there's a shot we we do that. We pull the trigger on one of these guys. Uh, but do, do you I, think Traylon Burks is kind of taking what our Amon Ra St. Brown already does in this offense? That's that's my no. no. My well, he's a different type of receiver. I mean, he's, he's six what six two two twenty five. He's big. I'm trying to think of who he reminds me of, but uh, he's a tough, big, physical receiver. Debo uh, Samuel is what I would. Yeah, think that's of. what I've as, heard. As, the, as as the peak of his uh, yeah. Abilities. Well, I mean, there you go. There's his upside there. That's a hell of an upside. So <laughs> we had a guy like that. But you see so, him having to be like used in like as a utility guy like that, like having to do all. I know he can because he has that physicality, but like. I don't see him like he could do it all because he has that. Does Debo used on the edge a lot too on the outside? I don't watch him that closely. I know he's used a lot like for running plays. He's all over and stuff. Yeah, I mean he's I'm used saying, more in the slot though for sure. I I don't see Burks. Have, why do you th- see him as a slot? You don't see him as a perimeter player. I I don't. I don't think he has a speed uh, to to be the perimeter player. I think he's faster than that forty time. Four I think five he, five I'm, is the forty time. Uh, I know, and and that's actually a pretty if with good route running that is in the range of acceptable functional speed to be really good if you're well, that's, a, that's you what i'm round out that's your what skill I, set. I don't know if he has the outside running ability uh maybe not yet and maybe he can't but i so you but then i don't see him in amon Ra being a conflict i just don't because so, you can I, use two guys like that some additional stats on him 82.9 percent of his career snaps in college came from the slot uh or the backfield yeah. uh so I mean, yeah. he hasn't had a lot of experience being out there as well. Um, he is, he also uh, took seventy seven percent of his snaps in college in motion. <laughs> they oh, moved wow. him around a ton. Uh, Was to, he their only weapon? <laughs> I mean, that's probably that sounds what it yeah. sounds like. Oh yeah, they yeah they use. I mean, they used him an absolute boatload uh, in that offense for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, still an extremely good athlete, but. So you're saying maybe not top, not in the first round, huh? I I I wouldn't. I don't think. What about thirty four? Going a little more at him, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I, I yeah. just think we have bigger needs elsewhere. I don't know if I'm willing to take Burks uh, rather than. Well, yeah, I'm sure some nice defensive talent is going to be sitting there staring at us. Yeah. So, um, how about Jahan Dotson? Oh, I like Jahan Dotson. I, like you know, I just watch him, and he reminds me a bit of watching Devonta Smith, the way he just is so fluid and silky smooth in his route running, and he's just he's nice, got a nice length to him. I, I, I just, yeah, he just looks at when I watch him. He just passes the eye test for me. Not to mention, he ran pretty well, mm-hmm. and got yeah, I like those pieces. Yeah, I mentioned that ten yard uh, split, one point five six, uh, so a little slower than those. Uh, like the Ohio State guys that we mentioned, uh, mm. who are obviously ranked above them for a reason. Uh, eleven hundred yards, so ninety-one catches last year. They threw awesome. to him a that, yeah. that was even more than Burks or uh, even Drake London. Well, Drake London was hurt, but uh, he probably mm. would have higher numbers. But twelve touchdowns, only two drops out of all those uh, uh, targets. So that that's good to to see as well. Um, but yeah, super athlete, one seven one seventy-eight five ten and a half. There's just something about those guys that gets me those 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 like gliders, those dudes who like just kind of like float, like Devonta Smith, the Jamar Chases, like they're so fast and just they look like a gazelle. They just kind of like you know, it's just it's a beautiful thing to watch. And I would love to get a guy yeah. that you know gifted on our team. And there's one more guy I'd like to mention. We're talking about picking a receiver at 32 or 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Christian Watson. Yes, I think he's got to talk about this guy. Mm-hmm. I know he doesn't have as many catches in his college career because he played in a run heavy offense, but uh, uh, this kid's got tools, man. Like 
freak mm. athlete. I mean, we're talking about freak athletes. This guy's it with his size and speed. Uh, I, I forget what his 40 time was. 6'4", 208. 436, 40. Yeah. 145, 10 yards. It's ridiculous. So guy's 6'4"? Oh, my Come God. Come on, man. I mean, arguably the highest upside of all of them. Maybe. That, I mean, just physically. Yeah, in terms of like where they the projected, <laughs> I would I would say first round definitely no on drafting him, and at thirty four would probably be a reach. I, I I just don't think anybody's picking him in, until like late second round. Maybe mm-hmm. I mean, but if that's the kind of guy that if you like him and you think he can you know be polished. I mean, you're talking about a game breaker type. He can be a, your like your Calvin. He's six sure. four. He, I mean, he's got those kind of metrics. So I mean, he's the kind of guy that I could easily see a team taking a flyer on, even yeah. even like in the late teens. Uh, I could see it just because it's just mm. it, you know it's you don't know how what's in these coaches' heads, and they know these guys what lot better than we do. And I could totally see it with well, the draft about upside, and this kid's got that in boatloads. I I. Uh... If you don't know who Christian Watson is, listeners, uh, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, 6'4", 208. Uh, as I mentioned, North Dakota State. So FCS, uh, never faced an FBS opponent. Uh, so it's tough to judge him. But yeah, uh, dominated where he needed to. Yep. Where he was at. Senior. Are you talking about the senior yep. bowl? Because he dominated the senior. Yeah. Bowl. Yeah. He was very good. And his level of competition in college. Oh, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, like like you said, run heavy offense. Uh, forty three catches, eight hundred yards, seven touchdowns in that offense. Uh, senior year, uh, twelve drops. Uh, the the last two years of college, so slight uh issues there with the hands. But man, the physical tools just uh hard to teach. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Um, and apparently a hard worker. But again, uh, as I noted, uh, senior bowl, uh. He was a senior bowl all-star in terms of wide receiver. That was the number one name I, I kept hearing out of it. That's a really um, good sign when a guy's like that hit the senior and bowl. And this is the stuff I up. wish we could see. Um, again, I was mentioning that that um, the conversation I, I was listening to with the NFL data, data guy. Um, and he also mentioned the use of GPS tracking in NFL draft circles. Uh the information oh, wow. in college is kind of sparse. Like a place like Alabama and LSU probably get, makes it available uh, to the NFL because they have the money <laughs> yeah. to invest in that. But a lot of other D1 schools do not um, in general. But they do have it at the Senior Bowl. And this is what I wish uh, we could see, like that information. I, I wish you could see the, the GPS tracking on these guys. Cause yeah, some of, the, some of the schools that don't have the technology, yeah. what they do is they... They get a guy in a car next to the field, and they and they and they drive. They follow the guy down the field, and the guy looks at the speedometer, and then says how fast he's going. It's not as accurate as satellite tracking. I just thought they had someone in the sky box, and they like they draw little lines on a piece of paper and measure it out with like a. Oh yeah, like the ruler. helicopter getting the speeders on the road, right? The last road and stuff like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Hey, I got another receiver to throw out there. Please, yeah. What kind of- I think. Could definitely maybe enter the conversation at 34. I mean, he's got the physical tools to enter it anyway. George Pickens out of Georgia. Some people yeah. think he's, I mean, he's got the height. He's 6'3", 195, yeah. ran 4'4", four, 7". Four, I mean, I'm just saying he's, he's, he's a good player with the tools. So, yeah, I like him. Yeah, interesting on him. Uh, tore his ACL in spring uh, before the season started for Georgia last year. 
played like last uh, couple games. Uh, I think he had a big catch in the championship game, if I'm not mistaken. I think he had one big catch in that one. But I mean, if you go look at his stats, he only had five catches for 107 yards. So just note that he missed the first 11 yeah. games of last year because of yeah, an ACL was, injury. Uh, yeah. The year before that, I mean, this is a guy that was like highly touted coming out of high school. I think one of the top mm. uh, recruits in the country, if I'm not. Yeah, number one recruit in the state of Alabama, which in number 24 overall. Um, oh, wow. But so, he just has an injury history. And so it's just and it's a yeah, long it's injury history. Yeah. So that's why he's he's fallen to where he has. Um, but you can also if he stays healthy. He could become a number one wide receiver, and you yep. pick him in the in the second round, and that you could get like great value on that. But you just and low trust mileage him. too, right? So you yeah. just got to trust your uh, your medical yeah, that's uh, be. <laughs> analysis on that one to see if yeah. you're getting a guy that's going to sit and give you a chance to you know live yeah. it out. Also, he has a history of some unsportsmanlike conducts on uh, the field. Uh, <laughs> so I just well, that's not that necessarily bad. It's hey, not just I like get... one instance. It's like. <laughs> Four or five instances of he's got issues. Unsportsmanlike. Is he like a Skalski? But as a <laughs> I don't know. Uh, flag for unsportsmanlike conduct for spraying water on a Tennessee player on the sideline. Uh, suspended for half a game for throwing a or a game and a half for punching a Georgia Tech defender on the field. Oh, uh, that was his freshman Fire, year. The, like ne- the next one was his sophomore year. Then then he then he tore his ACL, so he didn't have a chance to punch anybody on the field. <laughs> Hey, that's fiery, though. You know, <laughs> fair you, enough. You, can harness, yeah, yeah. you can't build the fire in someone, but you can harness it. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, I think we've kind of talked about most of the the top guys, but I, I, there's one guy I kind of I like. If he you know, maybe third or fourth round, if he falls that far, is David Bell from Purdue. I just mm. want to mention him. I really mm. like this kid. He had a really productive year last year: 93 catches, 1,200 yards. I mean, this this kid's pretty good, and he's. Uh, his height, he's like 6'1", 212, so he's not super tall, but uh, I don't know. I like him. A really productive receiver. I like the sound of that I, build. I could see this guy, uh, you know, maybe we can get him in the third. I don't know. Maybe he's kind of in that Cephas One of those build. guys. A little bit, yeah. Little well, bit. he's got Cephas' speed, 4'6'5", um, <laughs> at the combine, 4'7'1", on his pro day. Um, 9'10", not- broad jump, which is not in the elite necessarily, but I mean, the production's there in college, 93 yeah, catches, 1,286 yards. Uh, Did he copy uh, Hamilton's 40 times? <laughs> <laughs> they, they both ran four, six, five, and then four, seven, one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just, I just wanted to throw that name out there. Cause I, I did get to see him play a few times uh, last nice. year. And I, and I thought he was pretty good. So. Ooh. Yeah. Deep dive, I like it. I, I feel, yeah, third round's perfect grade on him. I think that's exactly where uh, he'll go, uh, just based on his athletic testing. So, yeah. Um, I, I forgot to mention Christian Watson. Uh, he mentioned on North Dakota State. Uh, just a fun fact. He's Jordan Sparks' cousin. So, <laughs> wow. I just found that was an interesting little tidbit on him. Nice. Um, somebody, uh, well... There's one more I want to mention because I know uh, Bob mentioned it on our first mock draft is Sky Moore um, out of Western Michigan, five foot nine and a half, one ninety five, four four one forty, one four six ten yard. Uh, so really good short area kind of quickness. Uh, Three year starter at Western Michigan, lit it up last year, twelve hundred ninety two yards, ten touchdowns, uh, ninety five catches, uh, four dropped, but. Uh, I mean, really good hands. Uh, 
and just really good uh, intermediate level uh, awareness, which is, I think the Lions offense really wants to thrive. So I could see that totally yeah. as a guy that the Lions mm. maybe target high in the second round. Uh, I don't think he gets to the third round. You know, you, you what you just said actually just gave me a flashback about hands. Because that was one thing I really liked about Jahan Dotson at the, mm-hmm. at the combine when he was running those uh, like gauntlet drills and they were just throwing balls at him. He made it look as easy as <laughs> as if he was just out for a stroll. That was one thing I really liked about him. I just mm. forgot to mention earlier. Um, are we not talking about quarterbacks anymore? We are. Like we, we are. We're getting to yeah. it. Oh, just, okay. The I... wide receiver. First of all, it's a bigger need for us, and there's just so many more to okay, talk no. about that we could possibly target in this draft. Yeah, it's sure, definitely sure. the deepest. Uh, of all the position groups, it, it's it's the one that gets picked the most, so it's just more we have to talk about. Uh, Jalen Tolbert's another name, but we don't need to get into him too much. Another quick uh, guy out of South Alabama. So, watch, watch, we actually end up picking him. Uh, but he, <laughs> he did drop seven balls last year. I, I think the Lions are looking for guys with more sure hands. Uh, so I'm, I'm not sure that's who we yeah. would necessarily talk about. I know a buddy yeah. of mine, he's a big fan of um, Calvin Austin, the third out of Memphis. Five foot seven and a half, uh, one seventy. So a little guy, um, not necessarily the NFL size you look for, but man, four three two forty <laughs> speed, one four four <laughs> ten yard speed. I mean, you can't teach that type of speed. Uh, so. Yeah, with that you take a flyer. <laughs> like, and the Lions so. with the two third round picks, I think that's uh, you know at 60, 66, I don't know, but ninety seven that first comp pick yeah. uh, that we get, we can thank Kenny Galladay for and pick another wide receiver and i think calvin austin the third is who we might hey just right. just uh, i love the idea of a small super speedster like that an observation here just in general with receivers in the nfl it seems like the last few years there's just so many good ones coming out i mean an outrageously number of really good top quality receivers coming out so are receivers becoming like sort of like running backs a dime a dozen now like you know if you one guy's gonna come you got a guy who's really good and he wants a huge contract a la kenny Galladay, and then said, ah, just just let him go, get his contract somewhere else. We'll we'll just get someone else, you know. I mean, is the talent that good that we can just replace these guys it's, more easily than we used to? I, I mean, I, I think, think there's something to that, yeah. but there's still you got the guys at the top like Chase who are not sure. But I mean, just say in general, not as you know, there's always the, that certain elite guys, but uh, just like in general, you know, I mean, we got rid of Galladay. Like- I don't think it was a bad thing. I don't yeah. know if that's true, UJ, but I know the talent in the league seems to be just going up all around because look at this combine. Just every single like position kind of blew out previous years. Draft years, though, the, the, the quality of the receiver classes has been really awesome. Hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. No doubt know. about yeah. it. I don't know. For sure. And You're right. Maybe. I, somehow they're, they're attracting these super athletes going into the into that position in college, and they're they're just churning them out lately, it seems like. That's all. It's just I, it's an observation. I mean, you know, why get hamstrung with a huge, giant contract with these guys? Let them go. Get another one somewhere. Yeah. You know what when I mean? When you get St. Brown in the fourth round or third round, whatever we got. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just well, throwing that out point. there for food for thought. I think the Lions absolutely target a wide receiver in the third round of this draft because that just seems to be Brad Holmes' bread and butter. Uh, yeah. Um, Historically for him. Uh, another name that might be interesting it's it's kind of a sad case for a guy that had so much promise, but man, he's just had so many injuries. Um, Justin Ross out of Clemson. I just want to mention him. Six three and a half. Um, four six three forty on his pro day. One seven six ten yard. That's not great, but um, 
This is a guy that had 300 yards uh, and four touchdowns in the college football playoff his freshman year. But since then, he just had so many injuries, uh, especially the big one being like spinal surgery in his junior year. Uh, just a killer. And then uh, I, I think he had like some neck issues the past year, like a building disc. And I, if he could ever get fully healthy and get back to where he was pre-injury, then you're getting a guy that's like an elite level wide receiver. But it it's extremely risky uh it would probably be like a fifth round uh or maybe nice late flower i just want to throw out that name because yeah man if he could reach if he could do what he did his freshman year he was the best receiver on that team uh and that was a really good clemson team in 2018 but uh, yeah he's got all the makings of a diamond in the rough yeah Mm. uh so another uh guy i like i'm not exactly sure what round to project him to but uh Kevin Austin mm-hmm. Jr. out of Notre Dame, 6'2", 200 pounds, ran a, a real solid 4'4'3", nice 39-inch vertical, so real real athletic guy, and even ran a 6'7'1", three-cone, so, you know, he's got that agility, so, I mean, could be just a, I don't know, that could be that third round range, really. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, like, what his total number were, were but I remember him being pretty good at Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he's he's a risky, uh, a little risky take, uh, but um, he does have a higher ceiling, I think, than you would find for a lot of guys in the fifth round, for sure. Um, UJ, did you have anybody else you want to throw out? No, no, that's it pretty much for me. Uh, yeah, I think we cover a lot of these wide receivers. Uh, I mean, there's so many we can dive into here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I hope we hit on him. Uh, the John Dixon's a name on Nickel State, uh, 6'2", 205, um, four six two forty. That that's just a name I've heard is a, a more physical wide receiver. So I don't know if that's what the Lions would be looking for, but I'm sorry, I won't make my mind. Yeah. I'm gonna make a a bold claim right now. The Lions are gonna draft someone in between the third and fifth round who I don't know at receiver who we did not mention. <laughs> I was just gonna kind of say something like that. Holmes has probably got. <laughs> guys that he's looking at that you know we have no clue i mean i'm not i'm not a saint brown last year who 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 really thought of him at all really we talked about him we absolutely yeah, I mean, no people I know, are aware but, but, but he wasn't uh he wasn't getting the you know the name recognition a lot of these other guys were that's all i'm saying it's just gonna be interesting to see what they do Fair yeah no. but i could see it i don't think I, there's I any mean, doubt that we draft at least one if not two in this draft i agree I heck agree yeah all right so let's move on to uh quarterback now um okay we're saving this for the second one just because there's there's less of them to talk about um, oh wait my brother-in-law's in the draft i'm sorry we have to draft him josh johnson uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um so quarterbacks uh so i'll just list some of the big names here uh kenny pickett malik willis desmond ritter matt Carell, sam howell carson strong uh and i'll i'll leave the top seven with bailey zappy but um thank you. <laughs> I knew you so first of all, <laughs> do we all agree Lions should not pick a quarterback at two? Yes, I agree. Yeah. I wholeheartedly. Agree well. Actually, Whole when I'm doing my rankings, way. I I would put uh <laughs> can I put next year's quarterbacks on that list? Like literally <laughs> do not take one and just focus on getting one next year because I love uh, a couple of the top quarterbacks coming out next year and Bryce oh, yeah. Young. That's, Actually CJ Stroud sh- is my favorite one. I, I 
I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, That's a strategy I see people talking about, like just trying to trade back just a little bit in this round. So when getting like a f- extra first round next year, so we can like package like two or three first yeah, rounders to move up to one and get <laughs> our pick of quarterback. Would you trade next year, two of next year's? So the two first rounders we have next year, maybe even the first rounder of the year after that to get Bryce Young yeah, or CJ yeah. Stroud at this point. Yes, especially I, if we can use. Oh, I, this I know year. it's way too far in the future. Who knows how this season's enough. gonna go? But, no, but especially this year, if we can if this year we can just build the team. I mean, the defense right. and the offense, you know, get and just get all the tools. Because anytime you draft a quarterback, you're taking a risk. And when they, if they walk into a good situation, they can thrive. And if we can build that good situation for the guy we get oh, next yeah. year, yeah, yeah, break the break the bank or whatever, and get the guy you want and bring him into a good situation, you know. And I think yeah. we can win, win right away. I, I'm going to play devil's advocate here because I, I also think there's some decent arguments against everything you're saying. Like, for instance... You talk about bringing him into a good situation. What better than have a, a situation where you can bring him in for a year behind Jared Goff where you don't have to force him onto the field and he can develop and you have a team that you're building for him in the meantime, including a great offensive line we're going to have for a while and you know, a uh, good receiver core we could add to this year. But you, you get that guy now, he starts developing. Then when Jared Goff's contract's up in a year or two, you, know, you have your guy on the roster and not only – you not have to go grab some rookie that might come and take forever to learn. You got a guy who's might be ready to take over the reins and start winning now. The only flaw saying, in your argument is and, who is that guy in this year's draft? Well, I, I, you're right, but also the other part is you also wh- what do we when do we we don't want to be back up this high again in the draft unless we have no. to move up this high. So I mean, I'm just saying if right. they think Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett could be their guy, then you know there's. I it's I don't want it and I don't see it, but if they were fell in love with him, they thought they could be that guy. I would I would have a hard time totally hating the idea. I'll be mad. Do you guys like Kenny Pickett? Uh, who who would you pick over these two, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett? If you had to pick one, well, Kenny Pickett is much more ready to to go. Yes. like I would say he's more ready. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah, and and if you watch his film, he's, he, he's a really good, good quarterback, man. He's a very good quarterback. He's kind of the Joe Burrow of this one in terms of a guy that came out of nowhere to become yeah. like the first prospect. I mean, in the, quarterback. the small no, hands he's not going to be number one, so I'm not small, comparing no. to Joe Burrow. But no, the small hands thing might scare some people away or whatever, and I guess he had some turnovers because of it. Like, it's, no, of not some like 48 <laughs> fumbles and like 26 of them lost or something. 38 like that. career like, fumbles uh, at, at Pitt and like 26 lost, like <laughs> a lot. Well, you know, That's a that's bad, anyway. but like, and that's what maybe that's the small hands. I don't know, but that's not a good yeah. number. He wears gloves I, on both hands, uh, right? That's honestly my biggest concern about him is that, like, yeah, <laughs> beyond that, I actually really like. No, that that is a big detriment. There's no doubt. But Malik Willis is is a project, even though he his ceiling he is. is so high. He's going to need high. some development. I mean, he's not going to be but, ready to go. But we don't know. Mahomes fell to what, like, how far before people thought he would be, and then he turned out to be one of the best in the league because he came into a good situation and we can provide that good situation. And that's like the good situation has is like seems to be the number one deciding factor on most like 99.9% of quarterbacks failing or succeeding in the league. And we can actually provide one for once. So I'm just saying that's the argument. And I think there's some merit to it. A good offensive coach should tailor their offense to the strengths of their, definitely their quarterback. But I'm just curious what type of offensive lines are trying to build 
I, I think if they pick Malik Willis, we'll say a lot about that because yeah. the way their offense is built right now, I think it's meant to be uh, for a managed. quarterback that yeah managed, um, hits a lot of the intermediate routes, mm. short and intermediate routes. And Malik Willis, if you're getting him, that's not how you should design your offense. For, no. <laughs> for Good the point. maximum capability. So I'm curious what... Um, That's Pickett, too, really. <laughs> Honestly. No I, I, no, I don't think so. Pickett's more of a manager, I would say. Pickett's uh, yeah, got good he mobility. Is. He uses legs a bit as well. He I mean, did. He's he not can carry a team as... with his legs. Like he, He's a good running quarterback. I'm just saying, like, like I think Willis, you, need but... to, you need him moving out of the pocket, too, and using those legs. They're a weapon. You can't ignore them. Yeah. That's all. But uh, you have to design the offense for more mobile quarterbacks, and that's not what golf is. So there's so much talk about these quarterbacks, but man, I I wouldn't be surprised if none of them go in the first round. Now I I doubt that'll happen, but man, I just <laughs> don't will, like this quarterback. Happen. I don't like this quarterback class. There's no sure thing. There's no Joe Burrow. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's no Stafford. I mean, there's not. I mean, maybe I don't know. Some people you can say maybe. You got some one of these guys that fell that like, but that's the thing. I think you you they start to be compared to like Herberts and Mahomes that were guys that fell for reasons, but then turned into superstars. Like you know what I mean? That's that's the comparisons I see a lot of. And yeah, we talk about falling. We're talking about falling like the 13th right. Or- but the thing is, they fall <laughs> and then they follow teams that are ready for those quarterbacks to like and put them in and give provide them a good situation, and that's why they succeed. And I'm yeah. saying. If we could get Mahomes at two, you take Mahomes at two. And you just have to see that. And I don't think that's necessarily what any of these guys are. I'm just saying that's the argument, and some people think these guys might be that. So I don't see it personally. If the Lions picked any quarterback in the top 34 in this one, I would want it to be Malik Willis because I just think he has I the agree. athletic traits to be a top quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do I want them to? No. <laughs> no, but if they okay. had if to pick one, I would pick Malik Willis out of the top uh, quarterbacks in this. Draft. What about thirty-two? Let's just say a crazy scenario. He's there at thirty-two. I mean, it's not the only reason I won't say it's the worst thing is because you get that fifth-year option, fifth-year, yeah, and you already project, picked your elite edge. But would I rather them just yeah go all That's in? That's a on real one temptation there, though. Yes, because I like the top two quarterbacks coming out next, but you can't rely on next year because something could happen. The one of them could break their leg in the two places. Right. I, you know, anything can and, happen. Uh, and so some people believe you should throw, you know, that we should pick him at 32 and then next year go ahead and still pick one of those guys. Like, they think you should keep picking quarterbacks until you get your guy. But I think the Lions yeah. generally think Jared Goff can be their quarterback of the future. They have to give him another chance here this yes. year, obviously. I so do, I too. don't think I agree. they're going with a quarterback here. Because I've seen Desmond Ritter I agree. thrown out well, there here, a lot, too. Here's my theory, okay? We're not going to pick a quarterback in the, our first three picks. I don't think no, so. Ain't going to no, happen. So. My theory is they. I still think they may pick a quarterback in the middle rounds. And uh, there's two guys that I would look at there, and that's Bailey Zappi and Carson Strong. I think these guys could potentially be really good pro quarterbacks. And, uh, you know, I, I say a middle round to middle to late round guy, uh, and then throw in, throw them in the mix with a competition, you know, with uh, the quarterbacks we have now. I, I definitely see that happening. So, do you count middle round as the fourth round? 
Because that is the middle round, I guess. Third, fourth. I, I don't see it. We're not oh. in the fourth round, are we? I, I would be very disappointed if we're pulling the trigger on those guys in those rounds. I'm sorry. I think the Lions only go with an undrafted uh, rookie free agent quarterback in this one. Yeah. But, uh, I think there's going to be too many starters, potential starters this year at other positions in need available. But just talking about the other quarterbacks really quick, Desmond Ritter, um, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of his really for Lions drafting him. I like team. I think his ceiling Dame. is current day Marcus Mariota. Yeah, a, a I agree. Quick 100%. quarterback. Uh that's cut I mean, really, really fast out of the backfield, um, that can hit guys over the middle every once in a while. <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't I don't see it like some maybe some others uh these uh Well he's got the athletic or, traits, so yeah, that's hard. I mean I agree with that's you. That's what Z. I don't know. hundred percent in this one. You just but like you read it out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Corral, actually, I love. I think he might be the best ultimately out of all these guys. He'd be my number two out of this quarterback class is Matt yeah. Corral. I just mm. think he has a really quick release, uh, which I think is hugely beneficial in the NFL. He has to be in the right system. I I, uh, I would be upset but excited to see him go to like the New Orleans Saints in a Sean Payton-type offense. I wouldn't be bad if the Lions got him, honestly. Z, what if we... I'd be excited for Matt Corral. I really yeah. like Matt Corral. He's what if they grabbed him at two and blew everyone away? No. <laughs> Not at two. <laughs> Not if they pick... What I want... Do I want the Lions to pick in my mock draft? Who will I pick Matt Corral going to top 34? No. But if they picked <laughs> him, I could live with it because I just think... I, re- I really like his He release. intrigues you. And he has incredible toughness, which I think is important. Although... He probably needs to lay up on the toughness a little bit because it gets him hurt. But uh, uh <laughs> really good arm strength, quick worker. Um, you also got to respect, you know, you got to respect he played in the bowl game. All these guys sit out the bowl game, but he didn't want to sit oh, out yeah. his team in the bowl game. So I think that's a commendable thing as well. Uh, Sam Howell, a lot of Baker Mayfield comparisons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looks like Baker Mayfield 2.0 in a lot of ways, really. The he, way does. he does. He does pretty much. And the way, like, his height and size, even. Six, <laughs> six and a half and 218. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, if any of these guys somehow fall to, like, the fifth round, now I'm no, I'll get excited. No, about not the fifth round. I'm just saying. Like, if one of those guys, if, like, one of the top, like, I don't know, maybe... Maybe Billy Zappi, I could take in the fifth round, but I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I don't want one before then. Yeah, <laughs> like at all. I'm hoping Jack Cohn falls out or goes in the seventh round. Or uh, did the Lions lose their seventh rounder? I think they might have lost it. I think they did. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, an they error just did the, by some weird technicality. The Lions, yeah, the NFL made an error. <laughs> oh, this is like, did we get an apology letter this time? Yeah, previous two pick two thirty four we no longer have, so it would have to be in the sixth round. But Jack Cohn in the sixth round, I don't hate because I I think he's underrated a little bit. Uh, Yeah, I agree agree with that. He's a solid pocket passer. Uh, Yeah, and he at Notre Dame he got better as he went. I mean, he he kept improving. I like to to see that progression, and uh, I think there's hope for him to to be productive somewhere in the NFL. Yeah, Yeah, at least as a good backup. But good backup in the NFL. If you're a good backup in the NFL, it's a good career to have. Zach, talk about my guy. Talk about my guy. Bailey? Yeah. Come on. Rudd Dog brought him up. You didn't say anything. Yeah, but you don't even, you never talk about it. You always just blow him off like he's not even there. Like, he doesn't exist. Is 62 touchdowns in a season setting an FBS record in passing yards? Uh, Yeah. Is that good? Is that good? That's really good. (laughs) Really good. He doesn't okay, run. So he's definitely underrated. not a runner. He's a pocket, Man. definitely a pocket passer. 
Um, not a, not an explosive arm, but he obviously if you have sixty two touch or fifty one or sorry sixty two touchdowns in a season, you're doing some right. So they say he's he throws a great touch. He's a calm guy. He's great leadership qualities out there. I mean, it almost sounds like a movie or something. Like ah. that. You know, like one of those guys that people just pass over because he's not as big. He's not prototypical. You, you know. Uh, yeah. I love this guy in the mid rounds, man. I love that he got this. He's totally Tom Brady for him. Love it. Shorter. Just I've seen Case word, Keenum Bailey comparisons Zappi. to him in terms of height and size yeah, and arm strength. So what? <laughs> I, I I compare him to Tom Brady. <laughs> That's my I guess as they overlook, maybe we'll see. He's got a cool name too. That's a cool name. Zappy. That is a cool name. Yeah. He okay. zappies one in there to the receiver. I'll take Oh, <laughs> I don't know. There's probably some good wordplay you could do with that name. <laughs> well, when you have that kind of production, you never know what might come at them. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Just watch this. So That's all. I've seen so many so-called prolific past pro- you know, producers in college. Right. Just crash and burn miserably. Shun like, the non-believers. Shun like, the non-believers. Like, you know, you could just as easily be uh, your boy out of, uh, you, you know, Johnny Football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Johnny Manziel. That guy oh should have not won the Heisman that year. By the way, he's going to Manti Teo. But I agree. I agree. Um. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. Wide receivers and quarterbacks. These are the last two position groups. Next week, be on the lookout. We got our final mock draft. Yes, yeah. I can't wait for this one. I'm so and then woo, next woo, Thursday, woo. the twenty eighth in Las Vegas, will be the NFL draft. We'll have a live draft. So go to our social media accounts at Drinking Blue Kool Aid at yep. uh, Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Follow us on there now so you can get updates on when that will be occurring uh, or when it will start. So you have the link and everything like that. Uh, yeah, and our mock drafts are statistically the best, most accurate mock drafts in the history sure. of mock drafting. Right, That's just like our in-season says. predictions. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Spotify, Apple. Wherever you get your podcast, please download, please subscribe, please leave a review on Spotify. You know, you can review two notes right on the top there. You sure. give it a, Ooh, one yeah. star or five stars, wherever you feel. Uh, but leave a review as well on Apple. Always appreciate that. Thank you to Sideline, sidelionreport.com uh, for hosting yes. the podcast. Greatly Great appreciated. Um, and our producer, Kid J. We thank him Kid for all the J. hard work he does on the podcast. Love Kid J. So, wow. You know, well, that was a lot. We got oh, through man. a lot of wide receivers there and all the quarterbacks. Yeah, we did. So, man, we got through a lot there. So we hope that helps you kind of be educated a little more heading into next week. Um, but also reach out to us at drinkingtheblueKool-Aid at gmail.com if you have any questions you want answered or, you know, leave a voice message on there. Maybe we'll play it on the podcast as well. Always appreciate yeah. that. Absolutely. So yeah. cool, cool, cool. Thank you, everybody, again for listening. We will see you next week for our final mock draft. And last but not least, as always, go, go, go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain 
Alliance